Okay, we're up to Daf Ayin Vav Amid Aleph. We are seven lines into the page. What we're trying to clarify is the Shita of Liezer. Liezer Shita is that a Kuti is not allowed to marry a Kutis. So we've had a couple of attempts as to try to figure out what's the issue. So this led us to a discussion of what exactly is the problem with a Kuti Bichlal. So we've had two opinions so far. The opinion of Yishmal is that he held the Kutim did not uh, convert properly. They did not convert properly, uh, in which case they're Goyim. And then they marry Jews as Mamzerus and Goyim. Rav Akiva feels, no, they're legit Geirim. Uh, legit what was the issue? The issue is they made a drasha. The Kutim made a, had a Cheshman that uh, only a woman who has Eris and needs Yibam, a woman who has Nasuin does not, which created Chayvei Lavin, women who required yivam were not getting yivam so it's a lav so that was a lav and Rebbe Kivashit is that a lav makes a mamza so now we're still looking for the third opinion so the third opinion is this is the shita of Eliezer Eliezer's shita is they don't keep the oral Torah so because of that they're not careful of mitzvahs. Now, we'll have to see why does that specifically regarding marriage. We'll analyze that in a second. But the, the problem is they don't keep Torah mitzvahs properly. Man Yeshavim, who's the author of this? Amrav Ada Baravin, Rav Lezahi, it's Rav Lezahi, the Tanya. Matzah's Kuti Muteris. The Tanakama feels that you can eat the matzah of Kutim because he feels that they kept Diktukeh Mitzvahs. Vad Miyotzeh Chavasa Pesach, he gives him Pesach. Rav Lezahi, he disagrees. Vishayim Bekim, Diktukeh Mitzvahs. They don't keep mitzvahs properly. They don't know about the 18 minutes. They, they're not careful with uh, with with details of halacha. Shimon Lil, he has a middle sheet, which is called mitzvah. Shimon Lil says it depends what mitzvah. Some mitzvahs, they're super makbid, they're even more, more makbid than us. Other mitzvahs, not. Okay. Point is, they're not, according to Rebbe they're not careful with halacha. So how does that affect an issue for marriage? So ba'elahacha, says the Gemara over here, how does that create a problem for marriage? They don't do gin properly. So they have mamzeris. If you, if you don't know the details of halacha for gitin, then you'll have uh, people that have gitin that are that should not be uh, having gitin. That creates mamzeris. And that's uh, that's the issue. Okay, fine. Another issue with kutis is they had mamzer from achoysay and mamzer from eshesach got mixed in. There were Kuti families that uh, got involved with the Mamzeris from Achoisoi, uh, some married their sister, and Mamzeris from Eshesach, some married their sister-in-law. So the Gemara just want, basically, in other words, Mamzeris got in. So the question is, why do you have to mention Achoisoi and Eshesach? Just say Mamzeris. Um, why, why do you have to mention Mamzer of Achoisoi and Mamzer from Eshesach? Well, what's the Chiddush of that? The answer is Maisa Shahaya Kahaya. No, the answer is it's not looking for a Chiddush. It's telling you a Maisa Shahaya. The Maisa Shahaya was that there was a Mamza from Achoisai and a Mamza from Eshesach that got mixed in. It's a Maisa Shahaya Kahaya. Rava Amar, last shot, Evid Veshivcha Nisabrabahan. He says there were Evid and Shivchas. Now they're both the same, they're both non Jews. They got mixed in, and because they were going, they got mixed into the Kutim. That's why we can't marry them anymore. Isuri Meshemai Meshem Shivcha. What's the difference between an Evid and a Shifcha? They're both the same in Halacha. So I have to mention both. It's a Maisha Shakaya No, the Maisha is we know of an Evid and a Shifcha that got mixed in. Okay, fine. Now, this next Mishnah deals with um, the requirement to investigate 
before you get married to investigate someone's lineage. Now, according to Rashi, this seems to be something that you'd have to investigate every marriage to look for mamzeris. Uh, Taisus seems to say that this is, you're not looking for mamzeris, you're looking for chalolim, and it's specifically kehanim who have to do this investigation. Okay. Hanoise isha kehenes. Let's say you're marrying uh, a kehenes. Now, there's going to be a difference between, let's say, let's say with Rashi, we're looking for mamzeris. There's going to be a difference between marrying a kehenes and marrying a Yisraelis or a Levia. Why? Kehenes were, the families of Kehenes were a little more careful, so you would require more investigation by marrying a Bas Yisrael and marrying a, a Bas Levi than if you marry a Bas Kehenes. So if you marry a Kehenes, you have to look into her family as follows. This is what you have to investigate. You have to look into the Kala's four of her mothers, meaning four female ancestors, and then their mothers. So eight total. So who do you have to investigate? Ima, your Kala's mother. Ve'emima, her mom's mom. Eim avi ima, her father's grandmother. Ve'ima, and her father's great-grandmother. Ve'em avia ve'ima, and mother's grandmother on the father's side. Ve'em avia ve'ima, and her father's grandmother on the mother on the father's side. Okay, so that's four, four core women and their mothers, so an eight women total. And when you're looking at marrying a Levia or a Bas Yisrael, you have to add another four, go up one more generation, because um, they require more Badika. Okay, now let's say you're Baidik. Let's say you lived right after the Chorban. You're Baidik. So you're looking into her grandfather's mother. You realize that her grandfather actually served in the Beis Hamikdash. He was a kain who served in the Beis Hamikdash. The halacha is: once you get to a family member who served in the Beis Hamikdash, you no longer have to look above her. Meaning, once the grandfather served in the Beis Hamikdash, you don't have to look into his mother because they would never have him serve in the Beis Hamikdash. It was a shaila nichus. Once you could trace someone back to serving in the Beis Hamikdash, you no longer have to go above him ancestrally wise. Uh, and a levi. If, let's say, you're looking into Levium and you find a family member, one of the family members, uh, saying in the, you know, played instruments in the, in the Beis HaMikdash, you no longer have to check. Or if you found the family member was a member of the Sanhedrin. Now, this is the Sanhedrin of 23 or 71. Those Sanhedrins, they would check to make sure that they were not Mamzeris. Or, if you found that one family member was served as a public official, Rashi says, that means served on a Bezdin of three. Now, the issue we're going to have is the Gemara is going to point out that to be on a Bezdin of three, you could be a Mamzer. So we'll have to analyze that. Gabi Tzedakah or a Gabi Tzedakah. Gabi Tzedakah is someone who collected Tzedakah for the Aniyim. They, they would make the Yichas, they would check the Yichas. The Gemara is going to say the reason why is because Gabi Tzedakahs get into so much arguments with people because they're collecting debts. That if the guy was like a mamzer, someone would have yelled at him that you're a mamzer. And the fact that no one's ever said it, that itself is a great proof. Messiah and the Kahuna, all these people, you can marry off the daughter to the Kahuna. You don't have to check anymore. Rabbi Yosemir, he adds, If you find one of the family members was a witness on a document, in the Bezdin of Yeshana near Tzipuri, you also don't have to investigate anymore because they were che- they would they would not let Edom go unless they would check their Yichos. 
if you were a soldier in the king's army, you also don't need to investigate because they would check the yichus. Okay. So the Gemara says that they would look into the Kala's family. Why are you looking into the Kala's family, not the Chassan's family? Right? You want to make sure she's not a Mamzeris. Maybe he's a Mamzer. And more than that, why even if you're looking into her size, why are you looking into her female size? Why aren't you looking into the men? The answer is Nashi Dichiminsu Adi When women get into arguments, they usually don't call each other, you know, Mamzer. They usually don't call each other, they don't bring up um, genealogical issues. They bring up personal conduct. They'll say you're a Zaina. They don't bring up the family, therefore it's possible that family stuff is hidden. But when it comes to men, Gavri, when it comes to men, when men argue with each other, they yell out all the problems of the family. You're a mamzer, you're a cholol, you're a sin, you're an amain. And therefore, if something had been wrong with someone's uh, pedigree, you would know about it. And therefore, you don't have to check the men as much. Okay? The question is like this. I understand why you're not checking into her, her, the male side of her family. But why is she not looking into his family? She should look into his mother's. Misayela Rav, this proves the Rav, Rav, This is the proof to Rav that now this is a proof to Rav that Rav said that while a Kayan is not allowed to marry a Cholol, a Mamzer, a Nisin, uh, you know, a Cholol, I'm sorry, uh, you know, all, all these people, a Ger, a Gyaris, a, a Kehenis is allowed to. So since she's mar- allowed to marry a Cholol or a convert, they're not going to have to look into to make sure that he's not, you know, that he's not a Mamzer. Now, one second. Okay, fine, let's go weiter. He said, four mothers, instead of four being eight, you actually have to look into twelve women. Seemingly not like our Mishnah. Our Mishnah said eight. And Abraisa said, you actually have to go sixteen. You have to go four generations back. So the question is, does, could this work in our Mishnah? Go to the next page. Who said that it's twelve how could he work with our Mishnah that said eight? Because if you remember in our Mishnah, it said eight by a Bas Kayin, but when you're marrying a Bas Levi, a Bas Yisrael, you have to go one more generation up, so that eight becomes twelve. So that's what Rather Bravo was talking about. But how do you explain the Bryce that said sixteen? How is it ever sixteen? I thought twelve is the max. He says, you know what? The, the Bryce interprets the Mishnah, and the Mishnah says that you have to, by, by a Bas Kayin, you have to look up to eight women back. You have to check into eight women. And then the Mishnah said, when you're looking into a Levi and a Yisraelis, oidachas, meaning one more. So if it's by four, so four, eight, now it becomes twelve. So the Bryce interprets oidachas. The Bryce is not arguing with the Mishnah. The Bryce is interpreting the Mishnah saying like this, my oidachas, oidzugachas. That when you're looking into a Levi and a Yisraelis, you don't just go back one, you go back one pair, meaning in other, you double it. So instead of eight, it's actually sixteen. Okay. Amrav Yehudah Marav, Zudiv Rameir, this Mishnah that you have to investigate is a Shita Rameir. V'chacham Oymrim, v'cheskes kashi seinoim, the Chum Shita is that everyone is kosher, you don't have to check. Eini, is this true that the Chum, you don't have to check? V'amrav Chacham Barguri Marav, Mishnah Seinu, Kishkar Ir. I thought our Mishnah is talking about a case that that her paternity was brought into question. If the paternity is brought into question, wouldn't everyone agree that you have to look into it? 
So the answer is Masniha. You're right. If you if if you if you feel that the Mish is talking about someone, you know, Adam question the paternity, then of course you have to look into it. The one who said that the Chum say you don't have to look into it is where the question the paternity is not brought into question. Igadami some of a different version. Amrabidamarav is a different mayor. The shita of the chacham that you don't have to look. That's only when there's no error. But when there's an error, you have to. When there's an error, you have to look into it. We said that if you could trace back one of the people to the mizbeach, then you don't have to investigate anymore. My taima, he loved it because cool, loy masculine. Because if he was uh, if he was a blemish, they would not let him serve in the base of mikdash. Similarly, the Mishnah says that if a levi gets traced back to singing in the base of mikdash, you don't have to investigate anymore. My taima, damer marsha, shama yoyoshim yachzikoyim yachzulaviyah. Because again, they would not let him serve in the base of mikdash in any form if there was a question of the yichos. And if a member is, uh, if, if you can trace back one of the members being part of the Sanhedrin, then you don't have to look into it either. My time, what's the reason? Just like the Bezdin has to be righteous in integrity, so too it has to be uh, clean from any blemish, meaning no mamzerus. So to be a member of the Sanhedrin, you had to be genealogically pure. Amra Meimer Micro, what's the source? Because the Pasuk says, Kuloch Bach. The Pasuk says in Shira Shirin that you have to be Mumin Bach, you have to be beautiful. Ah, so Ema Muma Mamish. So you're saying right now that when the Pasuk describes, now it refers to the Sanhedrin, the Sanhedrin can't have a Mum, it means uh, genealogical uh, blemishes. The Gemara says maybe it actually means a physical Mum. Maybe you, you could be genealogically impure, you could be a Mamza, whatever. But what does it mean, Mumein Bach? It means that you can't be missing an arm. The answer is, the fact that a Sanhedrin has to, cannot be missing an arm and can't have a mum is from a different source. The Pasuk says that Hashem told Moshe to take Sanhedrin members to sit with you. They have to be like you, just like Moshe didn't have a physical mum. So to the members of Sanhedrin can't have a physical mum. So I already know they can't have a mum. So what does it mean, Mumein Bach? It must be genealogical mum they don't have that there's no mamzeris. So the Gemara says, Dilma Mishum Shechina. Maybe, no. Maybe you need two psukim, both to tell you that there's no mum, physical mum. Why would I need both? One is mumein bach, and one is daim lamach, because one is by Moshe Rabbeinu, maybe the reason why they can't have a mum is because they're actually going to have hashras hashchina, but forever afterwards, to be a member of the Sanhedrin, maybe you could have a mum, that's why there's a second Pasuk. But we don't have an extra Pasuk saying that you can't have a genealogical mum. So the answer is, There's another Pasuk that says that they have to be like Moshe. So because the Pasuk clearly says they can't have a mum, this mum ein bach must be a genealogical mum you don't have. Okay? Now, then the Mishnah said that if you could trace one of the family members back to having uh, to being a member of uh, uh, any Sanhedrin, even three, then you could stop checking because they obviously don't have a mum. The Gemara says, "Lamemra mipsulin." Is it true that we don't add, we don't send up someone on a member of Sanhedrin, even member of three Sanhedrin that doesn't have a mum? You can't be a mamzer. Wait a minute, or many hakol kshem laudim dini mamnes. Anyone can be on a bezdin of three. Benekoshon lidin nefashes vavinuba hakolusimai a mamzer could be on a Sanhedrin a member of the Bezdin of three you could be a mamzer so the question is like this you're telling me that if I could you're telling me that if I could you're telling me that if I could check that if we could check and investigate and one of the members 
we could go back that one of the family members served on a bezin of three, then it means it's not a mamzer. You could be a mamzer on a bezin of three. The answer is, I'm rabbi, be Yerushalayim. The answer is, we're talking about Yerushalayim. Meaning, you could generally serve on a bezdin of three if you're a mamzer, except in Yerushalayim. In Yerushalayim, they were particular. Therefore, if you could trace it back that he was a member of bezdin in Yerushalayim, then he's uh, then uh, then then that's enough for him to stop. We said that if you could trace back that he's a gabe tzedakah, then you don't have to check anymore because he's clean. My time. What's the reason? Keep the mitzvah the entry because gabe tzedakahs fight with people. Because they're collecting pledges. Therefore, if there was something wrong with his genealogy, someone would have yelled it out in the middle of the fight. Okay. So the host of Adabarava was a descendant of a convert. The case was that his dad was a convert, his mom was a Jew. And the host was arguing with Rabbi the following. Basically, someone had to oversee the town's affairs. So Rabbi said he'll do it. But, I know, I mean, but the, the host wanted to do it, so they're arguing as to who to do it. So as the come there of Yosef, they came in front of Yosef. He says, Tanina, we have a tradition. The pastor says you should appoint from within you for a king. Now, a king cannot be a convert, or even the children of a convert, because it says, that has to be from your brothers. He has to be born a Jew. But we expand that not only could a convert not be a king, we do not appoint him to any position of power so he said so basically he was saying Ravidi you're right you should run the town be the mayor of the town because the other person is a convert so then he says wait a minute Amle Ravadabarav spoke up in the, in the in in his host's offense that's only true when you're a convert this person was the son of a convert the son of a convert could be appointed Afilu what if his mom's a Jew meaning his father's a convert not him then it's fine so basically, it turned out both are eligible to be uh, to be governors or mayors, whatever they were trying to be. So this is how they split it up. He'll be in charge of the spiritual matters of the town. He'll be in charge of the shaykhtim and the mikvah. And umar la'ayim And the host will be in charge of the civil affairs of the town. So it means that, it, you know, the Gemara says, you see from here that if you host a Talmud Chacham in your house, it should be like Ravad Barava, because he defended his host and allowed him to be mayor. Rav Zer, Rav Zer would, um, this is according to Rashi, this is talking about descendants of converts. Rav Zer would appoint them to positions of authority, as we just got finished saying. Ravad Barava, Metapler, Ravad Barava as well. They didn't appoint them even to inspect weights and measures. They didn't appoint them because they felt that it's an issue even if you're the child of a convert. Also, they didn't even appoint them to supervise the irrigation. They were very particular not to give a position of power to someone who is a family of converts. Why is it that if you were a witness, or Yossi said if you were a witness, and a document in the court of Yeshana near Tzipuri, you don't have to check anymore. Because apparently in that town, in that bezin, they do not allow you to sign contracts to be an aide unless they check your yichas. He said that if you get back to, if you could trace back to being in the king's army, then that means your yichas is clean. Stop talking about the kingdom of Beis David, David's army. David's army specifically, they check the yichas. 
Amr of Yosef, Micron, what's the source? Yichos, they check the Yichos to be part of the army. My time, oh, what's the reason? They have schus avis. You want to make sure that the you know, children of Avram Avinu, then I'm Amzeris, whatever. So you want to make sure they have schus avis to protect the army. So now we're basically saying that in the army of David, you had to have good yichos. Is this true? One of the army of David had tzelek Amoni. He was Amon, from Amon. My love, Dossim Amon, is he not from Amon? So you see that he had bad yichos? No, 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 no. He had good yichos. He lived in Amon. He wasn't from Amon. He was a Jew, but he was lived in Amon. Uriah from Chiti. That means that he wasn't Jewish. He wasn't uh, from Chiti. My love, Dossim Ches, did he not come from Chiti? No, he was a full-fledged Israeli and Jew. He just lived in Chiti. It was one of the Plushti towns. Okay, Iti Hagiti, what about Iti Hagiti? You'll answer, again, the same thing, he just lived in Gas, in Giti. Problem is, is a halacha that a Jew cannot nullify a, uh, an idol. Right? If, let's say you have an idol, it has certain stringencies that come up with an idol. If, let's say, a guy made an idol, so you're not let to benefit from it, you're not let to sell it, but then the guy said, I don't believe it has any power, he's mevatel it, that could work. A Jew cannot be mevatel an idol. So, Iti Hagiti was Mevatel the idol, which means, in other words, he was a guy. So, if he was a guy, he served in the army. Oh, you another question. Amrav Yehuda Marav, Arba Meis, Yeladim David. David HaMelech had 400 children. 400, I'm sorry, Yeladim Hayyuladim, not children. He had 400 young men in the army. All of them were children of Yifastoyer. Yifastoyer is when you go to the army, you capture someone at war. And have children. So, from all the wars that David fought, they had 400 Bnei Yafastoyer. They're not Jewish. I mean, assuming that they were born before the conversion. Uh, yeah. They were not obviously David's himself, but they were from soldiers. The Kula, Mistapim, Kumi, Megadlum, Blurris, are you? All of them had Goyesha haircuts. They had big hair on top and they cut the hair on the sides. And the Kulam Yoishim Bekrunia Shulzov, Vayimahalchim Berashia Geises, all of them uh, sat in carriages of gold and read, they, they went to the front blinds. The Hain Hain Baliak Rufim Shalbeisavim, and they're the strong men of David's army. These men were not Jewish and they served in the army. The answer is the Azli Vutu Alma. The answer is these men who were not Jewish that went into the army, they did not go to fight, they went to intimidate. Because imagine you're going into a war. And all of a sudden you see the children of captives are coming forward. That means that the Jews have won many, many wars before, so it was an intimidation factor. They didn't actually fight. To fight in the army, you had to be Jewish. I will stop here.